Welcome to the Estate Agents Podcast. Uh, I'm one of the co-hosts, Luke Sinclair, and I'm joined by my other co-host, Stephen. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Luke. How are you today? Yeah, I'm okay, thank you. I'll raise the topic before you do. So um, you had had a lucky win at the weekend. (laughs) You had a... Had a, had a lucky win. We let you off. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to say anything, Luke. But as I'm you sure brought you it, as, as you brought it up, we won't talk about <laughs> it. And unfortunately, um, we're not joined by Mr. Overman this morning. He's uh, he's a bit poorly, isn't he? He is. Small accounts. So so we spared him uh, having to get off of his uh, sick bed uh, to join the podcast today. But we are joined by a very special person today. Uh, and that is Wendy Peterman from Peterman's. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Luke. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good, thank you. Good, thank you. So um, thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and join us uh, on the podcast. It's greatly appreciated. That's okay. Uh, I think you'll be our third lady. Sounds like you're kind of like a presidential person then, doesn't it? Third lady. (laughs) Um, So thank you very much for for joining us. So... um, Something um, I wanted to to kind of ask straight away is P- Peterman's. It's it's very much a family business, isn't it? From, from yes. where you from where you are. But um, before we kind of go on to maybe just the the troubles or the uh, the challenges that running a family business presents itself, just maybe give our listeners a bit of an introduction. So who is Wendy? Wendy is the daughter of Warner Peterman, who is one of the founders of Peterman's. Um, Peterman's was uh, started back in 1962 by Warner and Sydney, two brothers. Um, yeah, and I um, was invited to, to join the company about 15 years ago. Prior to that, I'd been working in advertising for most of my career. Um, I was lucky enough to go through the 80s in the exciting world of advertising. I don't think it's quite like that anymore, but uh, we certainly had a good time. Um, And I worked in the creative services department, which was basically um, managing time and money. So when I kind of swapped over into the estate agency, I actually had had 20 years experience of um, managing time and money. So it was quite an easy transition. Yeah, no. Well, like, like you say, the the advertising space uh, has changed from from when you were practicing mm-hmm. it, and, and similarly with estate agency. If people look back to estate agency in in those times, then as to what it looks like now, it's it's very much different. So, running that family business, what what are the challenges that that you're presented with? Um, well, apart from run the challenges of you know probably running any business, I think um, running a family business. Uh, has its own set of politics, if you want to call it politics, but um, everyone has an opinion. The difficulty is that, you know, we're kind of, it's kind of a generational opinion. So the two brothers, Sydney and Warner, are still, are still very much involved in the business. They have their own portfolio still. Um, they're both in their 80s, but they're still very involved. Um, I run the business now with my cousin Howard, who is Sydney's brother, um, and I think it's trying to persuade them that things are so different now to when they when they actually first started. Um, it's also dif- difficult trying to retain a family 
relationship as well as a business relationship. It's like, when do you start and when do you stop? Yeah, no, I could, uh, I could certainly uh, empathise with that. And I think a lot of our listeners out there that uh, within the, I suppose, any business model, but certainly estate agency, you do hear of it a lot, where there is a, a, a higher age bracket of a business owner uh, and sometimes they're quite willing to embrace the changes that have gone on uh, and the changes, whether it's social media, video, oh. um, and just the way where things have evolved. So what, what kind of tips would you have for someone that, that is in that environment where they are maybe not hitting against a brick wall, but, but, but they are struggling to maybe persuade the, their managers or business owners that, that perhaps they do need to look, look a little bit further beyond what they're currently doing? Um, I think the most important thing is, and I really don't mean this in a rude way, is actually trying to make it as simple as possible for people to understand. I mean, there are certain people that kind of embrace technology and pick it up very quickly. And I think there are some people that just, <clears throat> it just they just don't understand it. Um, and if you present something to somebody in <clears throat> a way that you understand and they don't, they will be quite negative I, I think it's all about the way it's presented and and um, how you show them I try with certainly with my dad I try and show him things rather than talk to him um, and just do everything quite slowly I mean we're now on our third generation in Petermans my son now is in the business as well and that's what he does to me because he's obviously you know 30 years younger than me <laughs> Um, and in terms of uh, the, the swift moving of technology, he, he picks it up much faster than I do. So yeah. when he wants to kind of get things moving, he'll do the same. It's about seeing it rather than just hearing about it. I think you just have to take things a bit more slow, slowly. So you might be as enthusiastic as anything, but they might not be able to pick it up as quickly as you do. Um, what technology then are you embracing? So what's what's coming from Warner in Sydney, and then what's coming up from your um, from your son? Well, he's he's obviously you know he wants he wants to push forward with video, which well I do as well. But um, we're looking at doing a, a lot of Facebook advertising. I mean, they don't really do Facebook, as you can imagine. Um, we've just changed our, our CRM well in the last year over to a much a quicker and more effective CRM, you know, database, um, Twitter, Instagram, all of, the, you know, all of the social media side, which we're far more active in now than we ever used to be. And you're, you're so... Oh, sorry, Luke, I was going to ask about the CRM yes. system, actually. No, no, <laughs> equally, equally myself, because I'm just intrigued that because there's the constant daily conversations that go on amongst estate agents as to trying to find this silver bullet, golden bullet, whatever you wish to call it. And they want to change their CRM to help them make them more efficient, productive, yeah. um, maybe trim costs occasionally, because it means that the system is doing more that that maybe a negotiator was doing so that they then that negotiator can then concentrate on either selling and being more productive in, in the office. So, yeah. so what, what, what CRM have you changed to, but also what, what were the reasons for you wanting to change? Um, Cause I'm sure a lot of our listeners will, will probably resonate with that. Um, well, we had a, we had a, a system, I 
probably won't say the name of it, um, which looked amazing, looked very pretty on the screen and promised a lot, unfortunately just um, didn't deliver at all. So we went from having something that was very, very basic to something that we thought was going to provide all the things that you've just said. Um, and unfortunately, it did not deliver any of them. Um, and after a bit of a, a wrangle, I finally managed to um, get myself out of that. Um, and we switched over to Repit, which has has revolutionised our business. I mean, um, I'm just looking at changing not only the kind of the front end, but we're looking at the, uh, going to the management and the back end now because the time savings based on all this new, you know, licensing and laws, the lettings on the letting side, um, it looks really, really efficient. Um, but I would say, Repit, Repit is brilliant. I wouldn't ever, you know, I've got, I haven't got anything bad to say about it. But, you know, to everybody out there, it's about what goes in. You have to have people putting everything in or you won't get what you think you're going to get out of it. You know, it is only as good as the people that I are inputting. So um, on on that, so something I wanted to uh, and that we ask a lot of our guests is that then comes down to staff training and maybe stunt standards yep. that you have within your business. So um, how would you have rated your yourself on the input when, prior to Repit on a scale of one to ten with one being not very great, but 10 being exceptional. How would you have rated yourselves in Peterman's? Um, As a company, probably yeah. about five. Okay. Um, and obviously you've recognised um, the need that that data, and to uh, quote Josh Fegan, it's either a fit or a fat database, fit database with all the uh, information in there that you yeah. need in order to transact with your clients better or a fat database because literally you're just throwing everything in it but you just don't know what you're throwing into your database so what what kind of training are Peterman's doing in order to to recognize the fact of getting that fit database and, and also help uh, help help the staff on a daily basis um, well, we do. We, we have regular meetings. We have regular updates on. I mean, the great thing about Repit, it generates lots of reports so I can see what is, you know, who's doing what. So I've, we've, we have one to one meetings now where we'll sit down with each negotiator and discuss, you know, what they've done, how they've done it, what they could do better. Um, and that's quite individual. So each, you know, each per. I think one of the most important things about running a business is having a group of staff who trust you, but who also want to be there and feel motivated and involved. I mean, we're very lucky. Most of our staff have been with us for, you know, over seven years. So I think we're doing that bit right. Um, and those individual meetings, I think, are key to making people feel they want to contribute. They are involved. It's not just about us running a business. It's we're very much a family. We're a family business, but everyone who works for us are all, almost feel that they are part of the family. So those one-to-one -one meetings are very important, not only on the kind of training side, but on the motivational side. Then we've, we use quite a lot of um, the online, you know, online dip-in, dip-out trainings that we belong to the Guild of Professional Estate Agents. They run some really good uh, 20 minute you know training sessions on all sorts of things so we use those as well 
Right Move also do a lot of um, training sessions. Stephen's um, met with most of our negotiators now. He runs a very good session as well. So it's wherever I can see things that I think will be useful. Also, um, Property Mark, we, we, uh, I've sent quite a lot of the guys on uh, various trainings, training uh, systems of theirs as well. But they're out they're out of the office and sometimes I think that's good as well. You kind of get to meet other people in the same job as you, you swap ideas, that you know, you also that's also kind of not only good to learn, but just good to meet other people in the same business. I totally agree there, um, Wendy. Um and I'd just like to um touch on a couple of things that you said there. Um, obviously, you know, I know your guys have come to the Turn Your Data into Gold course. And one of the things yeah. that I've definitely learned from that is um, if you put rubbish data in, you get rubbish data out. So, and, you know, some of the time the people turn up and incorrect telephone numbers, um, you know, so they're trying to make a call and they can't get hold of everybody, anybody. So, you know, literally it is a question of, of making sure. And I know Repit's very good of um, auditing. Um, and having the reports there so you can see what's actually done. Um, one thing I just wanted to ask you, I think it's great that you've got the, cus um, the customer, the staff loyalty. So, you know, you've had a lot of staff there that have been there over seven years. Um, apart from the one-to-ones and the training, um, what are you doing right to keep the staff? Because, you know, I'm sure... You know, I get to work in a lot of business and some businesses, I see a lot of staff turnover. So you must be doing something really well um, to get the loyalty. Um, we're nice to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that it's, uh, it's the culture of, it is the culture of the company. I think that we are a very caring company. Uh, we do we're quite compassionate we do listen to people's problems and we try and help and I think you know what you put in is what you get out and that's you don't expect loyalty loyalty it comes from respect and I think it a lot of it is about respecting each other and making making people feel wanted and making people feel motivated they want to be there you know we do you spend a huge amount of time at work. I mean, I learned that obviously from my advertising days. Um, luckily, I don't have to work those hours anymore. But you you want people to want to come to work. If they if they're happy at work, then they will work better. You know, I like to think that that's we've given them an environment that they feel they want to come to, and we all we all benefit from what we put in. I, I think that's really important. Thank you. Um, I just want to come to you, um, women in property and in estate agency and business owners. Um, for some reason, there doesn't seem to be enough um, ladies um, in the industry. What do you think the reasons are? Why aren't there more? I don't know why there, there aren't more, to be honest. I think, um, I, I, th I don't think it's that it's intentionally male-dominated. Um, you know, I mean, traditionally, it it was a, a male-dominated business. I think maybe, you know, women need to stand up a bit more and um, shout about what what they do a bit more. I, I, it's a really odd one. I've kind of thought about it quite, quite long and hard as to why there aren't more women. I mean, there's plenty of women in interior design. There's 
women that are in the um, businesses that surround property, um, I just think they need to maybe look and make a bit more of a leap into property. I mean, I've, I love it. You know, obviously I've grown up with it my whole life, but, um, you know, there's nothing better than going in and valuing people's houses and um, build relationships which pe with people, vendors, sellers, um, which women are, you know, very good at doing. So I, I, I think it's just um, a mental thing that they need to step into this other world rather than just be on the surroundings of it. Yeah, um, I completely agree. I mean, we've had uh, a couple of ladies so far come on the podcast, one of them, Fran, uh, from Doncaster. And I think they have a great deal to offer the industry. And like you said, they're, they're very good at building rapport, um, we find, in, in, in our business with, with clients. So um, now we're, at the time of recording uh, this podcast, we're nearing the end of 2018. Um, and I'd like to kind of see from from Wendy's eyes, um, where do you see the threats um, to estate agency, in, including lettings that 2019 is going to bring? Well, <laughs> um, do we mention the Brexit word? I don't know. Um, I think on the letting side, I think that uh, obviously the challenges that face our face agents are managing these all the rules and regulations that have been brought in that are coming in the tenant fee you know the tenant fee ban um and how you manage making money you know um without these these bits and pieces there's there's all sorts of different ways that um we've been looking at and um in some ways i agree with it i think everything should be more transparent um and you, i think you just have to be a bit think out of the box as to what you're going to do to manage that in terms of lettings as a as a business I, I think that uh, it's only going to go from strength to strength um we're certainly concentrating on that as our core business next year okay um, on the sales side um it's an interesting one isn't it I, um i mean i have to say we've just had the the most uh, amazing month which was totally unexpected bearing in mind everything that's gone on and I think that it's back to basics. I think the whole point and everything that we do next year, sales and lettings, is about going back to being high street agents, doing what we know what to do best, you know, valuing honestly and just being transparent and just doing our job um, rather than worrying about online agents, worrying about, you know, who's doing what. I think we have to concentrate, give the best service that we can. Um, and also advise people. Lots of people are phoning up asking advice about well, the questions that you're asking. You know, what are we going to do next year? What's going to happen? Well, <clears throat> if we had a crystal ball, great, we would know. But we can advise people on what we think is going to happen. And I think we have to be really honest about that. I think it's going to be a slow market next year. But, you know, if you don't value honestly, I think you might end up with a lot of property on your books that isn't going to go anywhere because buyers these days know what's going on and your properties will just sit there. That's that's uh, what we've seen in our area anyway. Um, so I, I love that, um, the fact that 
um, you're um, encouraging uh, your team to be back to basics, so having those conversations, giving people the honest advice that may not that may be the advice that they don't want to hear, but exactly. they need to hear it. Um, but one of the challenges that I'm sure your team have maybe presented to you is that, um, but everyone else is going to be telling them what they want to hear. We're going to lose instructions because we're going to be giving them what their proper value is, not not the uh, exaggerated value is. What what advice would you give to your team on that basis when they're when they're saying, look, we're potentially going to lose instructions because because we're not overvaluing or we're not giving the realistic information. Um, what, what what advice would you be giving to, because I'm sure this conversation goes on in a lot of agencies up and down the country. Yeah, um, and we've had, we've had that conversation. I mean, we are, well, as all agents, I'm sure, are, we're in a very competitive area where there are particular agents that do overvalue. Um, our, I have said to the guys, they actually agree with us. You know, they actually agree with this, theory that if you value right you will sell we've now got proof that that is what happens we we can look at time on market um on our sales v other agents sales and you can say you know you can say to your own staff take take the examples with you of what's going on in the market you don't have to talk about other agents we would never talk about other agents but we can certainly show our stats, um, and there's plenty of ways of getting the statistics on how long it's taken you to sell a property v how long it takes to sell an overpriced property. Um, and if you take that with to your vendors and you can back it up with, you know, the rest of your own marketing package, what you have to offer, why you are the best value for money, you won't not win the instruction. You'll win the instruction because people trust you and people believe that you are the people that can sell their home. Um, and, you know, luckily for us, as I say, this has been going on in our area for a while now. Our stats on time on the market compared to those those agents are 100 times better. And I think in this day and age where we can get hold of so many statistics, that's what we need to take with. That's proof that you can take with to a vendor to convince them that you are the right agent. And that is uh, absolute gold there because I think within the industry, um, there's so many uh, kind of order takers as such rather than specialists where, like you say, that, that information is out there in the, in the public domain. The public can access it, so agents should be able to access it. But then the agents also have access to the back office systems, whether or not it's Super or Rightmove or, or other systems that are out there. And to, to demonstrate your value that, look, if, if you don't come on at the right price, your property is just going to sit there and probably end up selling for less than what it would have originally sold for if you come on at the more competitive price. Because we know history dictates that the property gets the most interest in the first four weeks of marketing. So so that's that's crucial. And to get that buy-in from your team is it must be quite satisfying, but also rewarding to know that you're all pushing in that same direction. Yeah, it is. Um, and that's in all of our offices. So we it, it it's um well once it starts working, then you know, they're the ones that are selling. They're not the ones that yeah. are sitting there trying to find, you know, buyers because six weeks down the line or eight weeks down the line and you know as you say unless you i mean we say to our vendors the first two weeks 
you know that's yeah. where you're going to get your that is where you're going to get the most people um i mean one of the statistics i picked up from somewhere i can't remember now five years ago um five viewers to one offer now it's 16 viewers to one offer well you have to work to get 16 people in there to hopefully generate one offer um you know you have to be putting going on at the right price to just to find the find the buyers wendy i think there's loads of great tips there um i agree it's you being the trusted advisor definitely you know knowing knowing your numbers knowing what your time on the market knowing what your success rate is knowing what your achieved price to asking price is um against your competitors because if you know all yeah. these things you can demonstrate you can put more money in the pocket of a vendor for their biggest tax-free asset than the other agent if you know time scale is really important and you're selling properties you know three weeks quicker than the other agents and that's going to be really important and I think the use of case studies, recommendations, and I know you mentioned videos earlier, but if you're getting video testimonials from your vendors, potentially saying they were on the market with another agent and nothing happened, and then it came on the right price with Petermans, and look what happened here. Um, and here's my name and number, and you're welcome to call me and to discuss why you know Petermans are so great, then that's what I'll be doing. Um, but some great, great tips there. Um, what does Wendy do to self-develop? Um, I read a lot. Um, I've just been on a really interesting um, property mark course on valuing commercial property because I felt I was a bit weak in that area. Um, I do a lot of the uh, guilds uh, online training uh, modules as well. Uh, but I also have a, I do have a business mentor, so my training's ongoing. Uh, he's been amazing. He's uh, really helped me move the company on. He's been fantastic. So he's always giving me ideas of things to read, you know, uh, ways to time manage better, uh, just different, you know, kind of blue strategy thinking, blue sky thinking. Yeah, and would you recommend um, having a mentor, the importance of a mentor? I would highly recommend it. As I say, for me, it basically changed my life totally. It changed the way that I looked at the business. Um, it gave me much more, or he has given me much more confidence in myself, but also in my own belief that I could move the business forward. Um, that may well be going back to what we were talking about at the very beginning, when you're in a family environment and you're the only woman, um, sometimes your voice gets lost. Uh, but he he gave me the confidence to really stand up for what I thought were the right things to do with the business. Uh, and I think it's it's definitely worked, but it's also given me much more confidence in my personal life. It, it honestly has, He's he's been fantastic for me. He has changed my life totally and do, do you find that sometimes just by having that external uh, ear or, or voice outside of the business that isn't stuck in the day-to-day -day running of it it's just someone that can bring a fresh perspective new pair of eyes yeah. whatever you wish to call it on on your day-to-day -day issues yeah problems and opportunities it, it just it just helps bring clarity doesn't it to, absolutely to what you're doing well, he's a, he's a man that's obviously, he helps a lot of people, but he's also run 
a variety of different businesses himself. He's never run an estate agent. Um, but the principles that he's obviously taken to all his different businesses are still principles that we can learn. And because he's not been an agent, I think it's even better. You know, you, you kind of get this whole, as you say, this whole outside view. But he, he's been invaluable to us. No, absolutely uh, brilliant. And, and certainly um, looking at a mentor. And sometimes you haven't even got to look at hiring a, a mentor yourself. You can look at other people within the industry and do a buddy scheme. So you could look at someone else in a different part of the country and just agree to maybe catch up by telephone once a week, once a month, once every two weeks and and just um, use them as a sounding board and yeah. someone that you trust and and just pick that up. I know a, a lot of the time they tend to do that, uh, say in Australia, it's more commonplace. But in this in this country, we seem to be very fearful of, uh, of uh, revealing, not our secrets, but, but our feelings and to, to other people within the industry, even though they could be the other end of the country. So certainly buddying up with other people within the industry that are probably sharing the same opportunities, dilemmas and, and problems as, as what you have at some point. So so sometimes you haven't necessarily got, so if it's, a, if it's an employee within a business and they haven't got a budget for a mentor, they can look at maybe buddying up with someone yeah. um, that's within the industry. So, but, um, but there, definitely. So Wendy, it's been a, a real pleasure um, and uh, I think I've made uh, four pages of notes of what we've what we've talked about this morning. So it's been a real insight for me. Um, but something I wanted to just quickly ask Stephen was, um, and obviously you've got this down to a T, Wendy, with knowing your numbers. But Stephen, you must do um, courses all over the country. Um, I know you were. In Grantham last week, um, you're doing turn your data into gold. How many of the agents do you see that actually know their numbers? Not enough. Not enough. So, you know, one of the things I do is do a property review with agents. And the first thing we look at is how well you know your numbers. Um, and especially you're yeah. going into 2019 now. Um, I'm not sure when this one's going to come out, maybe even be 2019. But you need to make key numbers in your business. Um, and again, if people want to get in contact with me, I happily send over a little um, plan with some questions to, to try and help them. Let's see if we got more than our six listeners than last time. <laughs> So we had six listeners last time, and we. So bear in mind, people are going to be getting these questions and content for free. Um, yeah. So if they contact you, and all the contact details can be found within the comments section of the podcast, and that could help them know their numbers. But it does mean they're going to have to do a little bit of work to actually establish what those numbers are, isn't it? It's, you're not del- handing it to them completely on a plate. No, they've got, you know, they've got to do the work. Um, the best agents out there absolutely know their numbers. They're looking at trying to break record after record every month, um, despite the market being what it is. Um, you know, it's fantastic to hear, Wendy, that you had a great last month. Um, you're not the only agent that's having great months. So despite the B word and the C word, um, there are plenty of opportunities still out there. And the agents, you know, have to believe that that is the case. And, you know, you, you're demonstrating that's the case. Other agents are demonstrating that's the case. So to me, it's mindset. Um, there's plenty of business out there. If you want to go and be um, positive and proactive, just go and find it. 
Um, and as Wendy rightly said, it is about doing the basics exceptionally well yeah. and go back to the basics because, you know, it's scary for me when I go out there and agents just aren't doing the basics. Um, incredibly scary. So you've got so many opportunities sat there in front of you. Just make the most of them. Massively, massively. So, um, Wendy, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I know that you rescheduled a few personal things, including that gym visit this <laughs> yeah. morning. Um, I did so, one yesterday uh, instead. I did a oh, okay. class, so I'm fine. <laughs> So, so your, your body is trying to recover from that thing, class, I would imagine. So, um, so it's a goodbye from me and make sure everyone has a great productive week. Um, and thank you very much for your time again, Stephen, as normal. Thank you, Luke. Have a great one. And thank, and thank you, Wendy. Appreciate your time. Well, thank you for asking me. It's been very enjoyable. Thank you. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you very much. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.